Speaking of uh, big fat, you know what's getting out of control? You? My weight. Yeah. <laughs> Brunch. Brunch. Bachelorette party movie season has officially begun. We're five weeks away from the black Bachelorette party movie, the one that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white one has come out. We saw it immediately. Uh, the reviews are in, and the people who were in the theater with us fucking loved it. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like those, you called them chuckleheads, which I thought was very appropriate. A lot they, of chuckleheads in the theater. A lot of chuckling. A lot of chuckling. And uh, not like not like, like full course, like... There, nobody was like bursting out laughing. There was a lot of just so like there was an chuckling. Old, there was an old man in front of us, um, and actually, I took an audio clip of him chuckling. So let's just Great get, work. Let's, just, let's just play the audio of him chuckling. What I like about it is that it's a uh, very conversational laugh. Right. Like, it's like, ha, so, ha, 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 ha. Right. So that's like that old guy laughs at everything. Yes. He everything. laughs a lot when speaking with people. Like, yes. as you exchange, it's like, oh, I, I didn't see you there. Ha, ha, ha. Like, he laughs at stuff like that. Like, oh, excuse me. And you me. know, and you know what you said wasn't that funny. And, but it's just like, that's it, a it really does, nice yeah, it guy. It does make you feel he good. He laughs at everything. Yeah. And, it's, I think it does make you feel good. You don't like, know, like you don't think you're hot shit when that guy yeah, laughs. You're hot you shit, said. but you're like, oh, at least I'm entertaining this guy. He's getting some enjoyment out of it. The only thing laughter does for me, it either makes you feel like hot shit or it does nothing at all for okay. you. So that guy, so if if I'm talking to that guy, it's a it's a waste of time. He, I'm I'm not getting anywhere with that guy. But he was laughing. We noticed about like Great crowd. three minutes into the movie. Like, so this guy's laughing. Well, yeah, and, that and this movie's gonna. Oh, suck. yeah, you texted me as soon as the movie started. Uh, something. Oh, you said there was there there was someone behind you that was doing something. Yeah, there was a lady behind me. You can also hear her on the audio audio clip. She, she was, was laughing, laughing too the entire time. Huh? I had a lot of. I had two uh, young ladies to my left. Really got a kick out of that movie. And then at some point, it seemed like there was also a group of children. Did you hear that? No. There was like, every now and then, there was like, uh, there was like a rise of, say, like sixth graders on a field trip, oh, just God. like all kind of laughing. And I was like, who's here? That's with the kind of movie that you want to bring your sixth grade field trip to? A lot of dicks, a lot of drugs in this movie. Actually, they, they don't physically show dicks, but it's. Oh, um, what a bummer. It's. Dicks are so. Um, it's like when L- Louis C.K. S- says that um, that you're not doing anybody any good if like if a news person says like the, the N word. Yeah, it's like shame on you because There's you're you're putting that in someone's to dicks. Th- right. Just, like just show me the dick. Man. Right. Like they're putting they put the dick <laughs> in your brain without actually showing you the dick. A lot of dicks, but yeah. Uh, the guy behind me uh, was like maybe two, three minutes into the movie. I think it became apparent our experience, that was be a thing. like this, right? Like this is just going to be the next hour and a half of my life. Yeah, you texted me something. You you thought Jin Yang was in the first scene, yep. which sucked for me because I couldn't pay attention to the movie because all I was doing, I was like, "Fuck, I didn't see Jin Yang," and I had my eyes peeled, wasn't paying attention to potentially some really good jokes. Just looking around. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't Didn't Jin miss Yang. anything. It wasn't Jin Yang. Uh, kind of a racist thing on my part. I, I think, didn't maybe. I didn't see a single was, Asian person in that scene. It was just an Asian guy in the first scene. Was that guy even Asian? I think he was the Asian. The guy that was playing uh, Beirut with them? No, 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 no. He was on... I was uh, going to say, that guy was, was like Armenian. He was the guy staring at their, their costumes, which was boobs. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. So that was an Asian guy, and I was like, oh, Jin Yang, because it's like a real quick shot of him, and it ended up not being him, and I was like, ooh, man, fuck. That's yeah, not good. Um, that's not a good look for me. So uh, we saw this movie. Uh, it's called My Big Fat White Bachelorette Party, and um, the audience loved it. It's a fifty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to hit you in a little bit with a. Uh, I did a quick wick of uh, movie reviews for it, and there was a lot of like Kane McKinnon shows why she blah blah. And I'm like, nah, I need a sassier headline. So I searched uh, <laughs> New York. So I would get either the Times or Daily News with it. Mm-hmm. And the New York Daily News one, or the New York Times one, has a bit of a sassy little put-down one. So we can get to that. Uh, we thought this movie was going to be bad. Uh, we made it through the whole movie, watched the whole thing. Do you think it was better or worse than expected? I thought it was worse. I thought it was significantly better than really? expected. I thought it was way better. Okay. I thought I, I, I wasn't that mad at all during the movie. 
So like we've done so we've done this plenty of times before. We go into a movie, we think that it's going to be very bad. Yeah. And so we kind of brace ourselves for that. And for a lot of the times that we do it, we're kind of pleasantly how surprised. How many have been worse than we? I mean, the Belko experiment stands out, but how many have we gone so into I being that, like, this is going to suck? And I then be the, like, holy shit, that I was I thought new the Belko experiment was better than expected, honestly. Like, oh. just, well, like, just out of entertainment value. That was a bad It was a very bad movie. movie. It was a very bad movie, but we, ex- we both expected it to be very bad. Hmm. I went in, I was like entertained by what was going on. I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Like, yeah. It was like a movie where you like in the moment you're like, okay, this is this is and this is I'll just watch this and I know it kind of sucks, yeah, but it has my attention. This movie did not it really. Sucked, yeah. This one I'm gonna give this fell flat. I'm gonna me. skip ahead to the uh, to the review or the recommendation aspect of this conversation. I give this movie a full HBO watch oh, recommendation. God. If it's on HBO, fucking have it on. Get no, a little work done. I'm do not- a little laundry. Like, don't hit pause when you go down to change the laundry. Just keep it going. It's fine. I'm not recommending this movie to anybody. I thought that uh, that there was... I don't know. I'm, the, the laughter was also in my head. I was I was with a bunch of people who were laughing a lot, right. but there were a couple parts, and most of my uh, most a, of the times I laughed out loud were reacting to that guy laughing because <laughs> there's a line where uh, Jillian Bell, who a little tip of the cap to Jillian Bell, not the same character, not the same character, and I enjoyed her for that reason. Um, there's a scene. So this guy laughed at literally everything. Everything. And, everything. and most, not every scene in this movie was funny, but most scene, every scene was trying to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, but there was a couple times when it wasn't trying to be funny and it had to be serious. And that guy was still, still laughing. And- they, uh, there's a scene where um, the, the woman from uh, Broad City... Yes. Gets some coke. She scores some coke. She says, hey, let's do some coke. ScarJo's character is a politician. She's running for office. She says, guys, can't. I'm out in the coke. And, uh, Jill, and like, there's kind of this tension between her and Jillian Bell because they're best friends, but they're kind of outgrowing each other. They're going in different directions and everything. So they're kind of playing off the like how uncomfortable their relationship has gotten. And she drops a hard earnest C in her face. She was like, you need to stop being a C and do this cocaine right now. And that guy was giggling his face off. Like, no, like nobody was really that laughing. That wasn't Jillian Bell's character who dropped the C, though. Yeah, it was. No, it was a Broad City chick because she bumped the Oh, line. that's right, because she, she had done the yeah, coke. Yes, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah. But it's like a... He, he's laughing at. He's laughing. Yeah, he at, dropped a hard, hard C, and it was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And then this guy's like, <laughs> right, "Yeah." So that's thing. Like my first reaction is to be a little taken aback. I mean, if you want to laugh at that joke, whatever, fine. Like, I thought it was funny. Yeah, like I, yeah, like I, it, it actually kind of was a little funny. But before that guy didn't do any t- being taken aback. You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> just right away, he's like, "Ah, oh, C word, funny." Yeah. Um, and then there was another. There was. There's like some violence in this movie. There's uh, there's a lot of threats of violence. He was laughing at a lot, a lot at like whenever they were in danger, and it's like, oh fuck, this character might die. It's like, ah. so uh, I love this guy. Texted you during the movie. I was texting. We were texting a lot during the movie. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I texted you, ha ha ha, with a bunch of spaces in between the ha's. That's a very old person move. And then I threw a lot of old guy emojis on there. Exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Didn't need an explanation there. So if I had just said ha 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 ha, would you have known I was talking about that? Yeah, guy? probably. Yeah. But I thought that the uh, so I thought that the emojis really sold it because we talked about after the fact. Neither of us got a good look at the guy. Yeah. But based out of the sounds that were coming out of his he mouth and like, like just like the back of his head yeah he was the exact uh emoji like yeah that was he it. definitely looks like that guy uh yeah i didn't think it was i didn't think it was particularly bad uh i thought the cast was good i thought that jillian bell for all intents and purposes was good in it scarlett johansson i'm fine. never gonna be unhappy with uh quick little brunch presents not pervs zoe kravitz dear god very hot. unbelievable um uh, I thought like I thought almost everybody in this movie was was kind of hot. Like looked for really Jillian good. Bell. Yeah. Um, what's her face? Uh, looked great. Kate McKinnon looked great. She was yeah. She looked pretty good. I thought I I, I dig the uh, the broad, broad city. city yeah. So do I. So do I. Nice. I think that uh, yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson goes without words. Yeah. Uh, it's funny though. Like Scar, I was saying this to you after the movie so because she plays a politician they are trying to make her character really boring and she's supposed to be like the really straight-laced one and they got to pull her out of her shell get her to have some fun so the 
literally the only thing they do to Scarlett Johansson to try to make her boring is give her Hillary Clinton's hair. Right, they don't even, like, change her clothes or anything. No, they still no. give her, like, pretty hot clothes. Oh, yeah. She's still... And they're just like, oh, but look how ugly and unassuming she well, is. She has to... a man haircut. Yeah, you'd have to do a lot of work to make Scarlett Johansson look bad. But, um, uh, yeah, like, I wonder if Hillary Clinton sees that and she's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only way you make a character boring is just like, oh, can they look a little bit more like Hillary Clinton? Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the female cast. The uh, the male cast consists of Bo Burnham, <laughs> who saw Very that random. coming. Very random. Uh, and also uh, Eric Andre. Did uh, not see that coming yes. either. Yes, and uh, they were deciding between... Uh, so they, they play uh, the bachelor party, and they I think the, P, the producers of the movie were having a hard time deciding which one, which member of the bachelor party is going to be the one that actually has lines, and they chose Bo Burnham over Eric Andre. I kind of love that move. I so I thought it was I thought it was fine. I kind of yeah. I think from time to time Eric Andre needs to be put in his place. I think this might come Eric off. Andre and Pete Holmes are on that list for me. I think Eric Andre and Eric Andre is hilarious. I love Eric Andre. I love Pete Holmes. I think that every now and then people have to be like, "Hey, Pete, would you fucking shut it?" Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, this is probably going to come off a little sexist, but I thought the best part of the movie was the bachelor party. I thought it was the guys. Oh well, it's fun. well they were definitely playing up the the girls are out of control. The guys are yeah. Very I thought that was it. fucking yeah. hilarious. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Bo Burnham obviously plays that very well. Yeah, he yeah, likes yeah. to kind of toe the line there. He's a big part of Brunch's America. I feel like Eric Andre is kind of the same. Yeah, way. yeah. They they had a very good group for that. Uh, they're doing wine tasting. And also the uh, the guy from the Daily Show. The uh, I don't know his name, but he's um, like the Indian guy. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. He works with, uh, what's her face, ScarJo in the movie. That guy? I don't know. Yeah, probably. If we're thinking of different people. No, 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 no. That, no, that's a different guy. That's the guy from the commercials, like the AT&T commercials. Ah, so that was driving me crazy. I was like, I've seen this guy in, in something, and I don't watch The Daily Show, so I was going to say, okay, maybe I was flipping through the channels. Yeah, so I, no, they, there's, uh, I, think, I think he's Indian. Uh, he's, he's either Indian or like Middle Eastern, but he... Uh, is in the bachelor party. And oh, he's the like guy with the, guy. Like the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. He's I know on the daily show. About. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, the, I laughed when they're doing the wine tasting, and the guy oh. who's leading it says that guy was awesome. Yeah, and he's like, uh, "What are you tasting this?" And Bo Burnham just like very like satisfied goes. Pepper. <laughs> it's awesome. I so one of the few points It made me I, want to be there. One of the few points that I laughed out loud in this movie was when the guy like uh hosting the wine tasting was like, and now we're gonna get fucking crazy. And he goes, And we got we got this wine, and guess what? It's chilled. And they were all like, Ooh, <laughs> I if if one of your friends had a bachelor party like that, would you be upset? No, I as think long as there's the like also meat, that would be the best we, fucking thing in the world. So we've talked we've talked about this. Best in the thing past. you can do like, with the best boys. Best thing you can do with the boys. Steak and wine. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, and they were just like, let's just do a boys' wine tasting. Right. If they were like, and they were what? being like super gay about it, and I was like, that's yes. Like then my it's like this is the way. I, yeah, yeah. Like we can be ourselves. We can <laughs> right. fucking live in our truths right now. All of those Fuck guys yes. were just like all like putting themselves out there, and I loved it. And when. When ScarJo's boyfriend, who was okay, um, I was kind of bummed out by him because the first scene with him, they show him, he's in the background and he's on the couch when she walks in to her house and she says, honey, I'm home. You see him in the background. They, it's like a little quick glance thing. I thought it was David Krumholtz and I was very excited. Yeah, he did look like that, And right? then they showed him and it's yeah, like, that like, looks fucking fuck nothing. That right, it's <laughs> like, yeah, this guy looks nothing like David Krumholtz. So I thought it was uh, either Krumholtz or Savage, one of the Savages. Yeah, right, right, so it had yeah. that kind of look, yeah. yeah. Um, that, uh, yeah, that kind of like slightly doughy face, thick black <laughs> yeah. hair, yeah. But instead it was just, a. F- this guy looked like fucking Colin Jost for all I care, <laughs> yeah, right. you know? Um, just, yeah, just fucking white guy with hair and... Uh, he was okay. His storyline was interesting. He does a thing called sad astronauting. It's a term that Bo Burnham coins. And it's when you drive to get your girl and you, you wear buy a bunch of adult diapers so you don't uh, miss, you don't waste any time pulling over to go to the bathroom. I know that this is a movie and that it's supposed to be a dumb fucking thing. You have to get gas. <laughs> right. You're pulling over anyway. <laughs> right. Why are you going to go spend a trip buying adult diapers? That scene was funny, by the way, when they bought the adult diapers. It was too long. It was too long. They overdid it a little bit. Yeah, well, they, they had to. Yeah, I guess that's part of the joke. Right. But 
I mean, come on. And when you've got gold, <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when you're a movie of that caliber and you have gold, you got to hold on to it. The, yeah. the lady checking them out, very rude to them. Very, uh, I, I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, we went into this wanting, not necessarily wanting to dislike it, but I mean, we'd... We, we discussed the movie before. Be we we had a bar. We had a bar in mind. We thought that it was gonna be relatively low. So we did we had a, a couple cool bars move. in mind. We, what's that? We had a couple bars in mind. What's that? We had a bar that we set for the movie. Yeah, and also a bar that we hit up before. The I was movie. gonna say the bar. <laughs> we went. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we were we were thinking similarly. We just didn't quite get there perfectly. But uh, yeah, we did a cool move before. We grabbed a beer. We went uh, next door, grabbed a beer. Actually, a super cool move because the beer that we grabbed was a Lone Star. Yes, because next to the movie theater is a uh, Border Cafe, and they have Lone Star there. So I feel like every, like when you the, the experience of just grabbing a beer is amplified when it's a Lone Star. That's just like like a cool bros beer. I love Lone Star. Yeah, Lone Star or Shinerbach. I wish that Shinerbach had a little had a little cooler packaging. I love the Shinerbach packaging. I like Are you it. Kidding me? I like. I it. think that's like the best, most appealing part of Shinerbach. Really? Yeah. Really? I. I. Uh, I think no. I think Lone Star is w- much better packaged. Uh, maybe for, like for what it is, like it's a very basic. It screams like Texas. Exactly. Shinerbach so, so doesn't necessarily. It doesn't. But I. I really like it. Just in like a general sense, I do agree with you that like Lone Star is very cool in the sense that it's just like this is a very Texas beer. Yeah, first time I went to Nashville, uh, or the first time I had Shinerbach was in Nashville. Okay, and I'd never seen it before then. It wasn't in stores here. It wasn't in stores in Massachusetts until like three years ago, and uh, I was like, "Oh, this is great! I love this!" And it was it was there like Budweiser, you know, like right, everyone yeah. just has it everywhere. And I was like, "This is great!" And uh, I thought it was like a Nashville fucking beer and one of my friends was like why do you keep drinking Shinerbach why don't you drink anything from here and then I found out it was Texas so then I was like <laughs> whatever and now whenever I go to Texas I'm like Shinerbach but yeah when it came to Massachusetts that was a fucking good day in my life man that's like a we- that's like a weird bitter- bittersweet thing because like it's a cool thing to have right, when now you go I, somewhere and if now I go to Texas special. now it doesn't fucking matter I'm right. not gonna get a Shinerbach <laughs> right. I'm gonna get like whatever I can't here. I mean, like, that's the kind of what happened with Yingling. Like, Yingling was a fucking hot shit everywhere. Fun little Except secret about Yingling, New England, though. It sucks. It's so fucking it bad. Sucks. <laughs> I d- it took me way too long to realize that. That's But that's the thing. It's like, when it's not available in your area, in your region, and you drink it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is good. And then you, it's available to you all the time. You're like, yeah, this isn't that good. We were kind of sold a bill of goods, though, with Yingling, because... When people would bring Yingling, they'd be like, hey, my buddy's got a case of Yingling. You'd be like, oh, it sounds like a cool, exclusive thing. No one ever followed up and was like, oh, so they have it in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's like they're good beer. No, it's like they're Rolling Rock. <laughs> oh, so why yeah, do we want it? Fuck? Like, we don't have it here. It's like, would it be here if it were better? Yeah, probably. It would be probably be doing a lot better. Yeah. It's, Yingling's fucking gross. <laughs> I think uh, a friend of the podcast, Jim, likes Yingling, doesn't he? I don't know. Maybe. Jim likes weird shit. He's a big beer guy. Yeah. I got people I know who like beer are like, no, no, it's actually, Yingling's actually pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I've had it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I know uh, it fucking sucks. I, just, I feel like, I feel like a Lone Star, I don't know, I, I feel like I, I've, I'm very limited in my Lone Star experiences. Like, the Friday Night Lights podcast was yeah. very Lone Star heavy. A lot heavy. of Lone Star. And then, like, it's just like a cool little pre-hangout thing like we did today. So, like, I got a very... In my mind, I'm keeping you, Lone Star yes. in that high esteem. So. Because you only associate it with, with good, cool things. Yeah, yeah, you've been conditioned to think when you have a Lone Star that I'm you're going to have a great fun. time. That's not bad. It didn't work out today. That's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm conditioned to think that whenever I have whiskey, I'm going to just like be sad and fat and terrible. It's But Lone Star, though, <laughs> Lone Star, good fucking memories. Um, We're going to get to beer later again. Yeah, why? It's your fucking topic. Do I? Did I? Oh, no. I said no. I I was just asking you that. I mean, we should talk about it. We'll get to so, it later. All right. Whatever. We'll get to it later. Um. Yeah. So, anyway, um, what, what do we have left on this movie? <laughs> so, like, the pivotal point in this movie, obviously, is the killing of the stripper. Who is the... clearly, and this isn't spoiling anything, who is clearly not the stripper. Yes. 
It's uh, like a guy runs into the house, they kill him, and they're like, we've killed a stripper. And then later in the movie, a stripper shows up and they're like, then who was that guy? It's like, that's what we've been fucking asking since he walked in. Exactly. Like, it was that whole scene, which is the most pivotal scene in the movie. Yeah. The entire movie hinges on that scene. It was the most cringeworthy scene that I've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, Why? Well, first of all, because like he comes into the house and it starts off, and you're like, "Well, who the fuck is that guy?" Because that doesn't look like a stripper. Like, and also, like, as soon as he walks in, they're like, "Okay, start stripping." Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah, you don't just like somebody just doesn't walk in. You go, "Okay, strip, take your clothes off." Right. Uh, so that at that point, I was like, "Oh, the, this is weird." And then when he dies, uh, it's a super serious like, like if you're gonna make a comedy movie hinged on like killing a stripper. Make the death scene funny. Oh, so that that guy was laughing at that, by the way. No, yeah, I know he was. They lift up. He he falls down. He falls and they're down. They're like, oh shit, what happened? And then they they uh, go to like move him a little bit, and you see the blood has pooled. And when they showed the blood pooling, you get a little. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a. It was kind of a grisly way to show this guy's death. It wasn't funny at all. No, yeah, no. Like, he they fell backwards. Yeah. smashed his head off the corner of a fireplace like mantle type one no fun little fact yeah that's happened to me before okay i was sitting i was sitting in a chair same exact thing fell backwards hit my head on the corner of the uh fireplace cracked my head open had to get stitches yikes stitches i tell (laughs) you well at least you survived this guy didn't have such luck yeah uh but like it was like a really None of it was funny. That's a it super fucking weird reaction that you were like, okay, yeah, cool. That that daunting thing. That's like a. That I could have fucking died. Yeah, but you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know how old I was? Guess how old I was when this happened. Six. No, you're twenty-one. I'm glad that you thought about it for a second because when I said you know how old I was, I was like, fuck. When you say you know how old old I was, it makes people assume you were a kid. Yeah. And I actually was a kid. But that's totally something that would happen to me at like 26. I was in like second grade or something. Okay. Well, I figured if like, I figured you asking me like, you know how old I was? I figured it was like a, hey, I was a 21. I was just an idiot. Right. Yeah. You're like, how, you're like, when was the oldest before I knew of you? Because I would have, <laughs> I would have heard about it otherwise. Um, yeah. So like, I just felt like it was, it was very cringeworthy to have. So to every scene in that movie up to that point was like a, let's be as funny as we can yeah. type of scene. And then all of a sudden they just do just smacks his head off the corner of a thing and th- and then all of a sudden, all the characters that we only know for being goofy and funny, they were like, <gasps> well, take us seriously right now. Oh, well, they're not saying take us seriously. They're, they're just fucking freaking out the way that, I mean, I'm a bit of a goofball. If something like that happened, that would be the one time I'm probably not cracking jokes. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't get to crack jokes anymore. Probably going to jail for the rest of my life. Yeah, but you know, but you, you know that this movie isn't going in that direction. No, well, and also they eat pizza... Like right, right after. after it happens, so that's what so I'm saying. Like it's they're they're goofing around, right? They're, they're being that's a little whimsical. Exactly. You know that that movie's not going to be serious from that point out. Yeah. Like a lot of a so lot you're of saying thrillers. Like the ten seconds that they show him die are too serious. Yeah, because no, that's he. They have to show that the guy dies. Yeah. Okay, I know that, but like to have him die in a funny way, you could at least be like, oh, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. Because this entire oh, movie yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. And you know that the entire movie is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. So to have a death scene that's, like, kind of serious and, like, a little bit heavy yeah. for ten seconds is and, like, to have to pretend like that's a real serious thing you know is kind of cringeworthy. You know what they're doing? They're doing the uh, hot tub effect. They're saying this movie isn't so – it started off a little funny. Now the, the humor has kind of lost its flavor a bit. Let's get dark as fuck for a second, then hop out of there, switch back to the humor. Ooh, the humor's all fresh and good now. That's <laughs> it the, didn't work. They did the little hot tub uh, effect. Also, did that pizza look gross? I didn't get a look. It looked it. really fucking thick. We'd have to get Dave Portnoy. There was yeah. no, no, seriously, I was watching, I was like, there is no fucking New York flop on that <laughs> at all. No Midtown Rip, no nothing. That's okay. my, by the way, that's my favorite pizza review term. Midtown Red. Midtown <laughs> Because you could tell the first time he said it that it was just complete bullshit. Which I'm sure I'm sure that's how we came up with New York flop too. Just 
everything every sure that's that how he, he came up with like literally everything that he's ever done is well, that, bullshit the, off the, the top of his head but that's what makes it funny right <laughs> exactly no but he he has a way of making it sound like it's a colloquialism right you know like he says with absolute like confidence. oh like i'm an old guy like yeah. blah blah like or you know absolute it's, confidence it's uh yeah midtown rip is <laughs> definitely my favorite pizza term. so that was like that i felt like that, that was the most uncomfortable that i was in the entire movie is just the death scene because i was like this is taking itself way too seriously hmm. in a movie that is not going to do that. Uh, Ty Burrell and Demi Moore are in the movie for some reason. I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought they were great. There's, uh, yeah, well, they give they give Zoe Kravitz the the ride Ty of her, her life. life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't mind. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind the. I mean, at first. So Jillian Bell's obsessed with uh, ScarJo, and then. Uh, Kate uh, Kate McKinnon is ScarJo's friend from studying abroad. So it's this group of friends, and then also this other girl. So Jillian Bell is very jealous of Kate McKinnon, who uh, uses her Australian accent in this movie. Uh, the entire movie. Yeah. She's Australian. Yes. Um, which is a strong play by her. I yeah, like I mean, it. she... she she has an excellent Australian yeah. accent, and, but she didn't really like bring too much other than that to this movie, right? Yeah, that's so. A lot of the the reviews from my like ten second googling was like Kate McKinnon outshines blah blah. blah. And it's like Kate no, McKinnon's not the best didn't. part of that movie. No, like no. She, like, she, she looked Jillian Bell was funny as usual. Jillian Bell was better than we her. hate Jillian Bell. Zoe, no, and we don't hate Jillian Bell. We hate we, Jillian Bell's tendency to play the same character in every single movie. We need to know more. About Jill- Jillian Bell, You're like Which, like what else? Like, so this was basically like a coming out party for Jillian yes, Bell. Yes, absolutely. I would. Uh, I still don't really like her. Like if I see her, in a, it's just because if I see her in a movie, I know that she's probably right. Going you to play know the which same character, character they're going to make her play. Yeah. So I like that this movie they actually let her do Spread some her more shit. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that she was that she was funny. Um, yeah. So they're supposed to hate each other right off the bat, and Jillian Bell's jealous of Kate McKinnon. Uh, that. As soon as that storyline started, you were like, no, yeah. you, you can't have that many cliches in this movie. You already have the, like, we're girls, but we're cutting loose. It's like, yes, well, that's because girls cut loose. Like, we we, we, we know this. Um, and the whole, like, it's the hangover. It's like, yes, we get it. Party. They're going to they're gonna drink too much or whatever. And then when they introduce the, like, old friends versus new friends, it was like, dear God, please, no. But that actually, they end up... When they inevitably become friends, it's actually not a bad storyline. Uh, review. In my big fat white bachelorette party, it's women behaving badly, in parentheses, young. What? <laughs> yes, it's the headline. Okay, so that that's bullshit because we can't wait for the black bachelorette party movie, which is the exact same premise. Right. Just uh, better executed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, like women behaving badly is a, is a decent place to start. Yeah. For a movie. Yeah. And like, you throw a lot of funny jokes in there. Right. And it's not like, and first of all, it's not like this is the first time that this has ever been done. Yeah. And it's not like it's bad every time. Right. There's a lot of good movies about women behaving badly. Yeah, we just saw, like, we saw the previews for both. We were like, the white one doesn't have any funny jokes. You know though, who wouldn't though, have a fucking career if uh, women behaving badly movies didn't do well? Uh, fucking what's her face? Uh, the 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 greatest comedian of our time. Uh, shit, why can't I think of her name? Uh, Amy Schumer. No, well, yeah, also that, but also Tyler Perry. Uh yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. Tyler Perry's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, so it says, uh. How low can she go? That's the question in the soft vanilla comedy, My Big Fat White Bachelorette Party, about five women who blunder into disaster over the course of a carousing bachelorette weekend. If you've seen The Hangover and its sequels or various other movies of this familiar ilk, you have more or less seen My Big Fat White Bachelorette Party. So I agree with that review. Yeah, but... Again, like we went into it knowing like this movie's been done before. Yeah, yeah. So, but th- again, I mean, he's not wrong. This was the one that we thought was not going to be good. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. H- how often when you were watching it were you like, "This fucking sucks"? Because there was one second where like that dawned on me. I was like, "Oh, I'm supposed to be thinking this," and that was it. 
very early on, I was like, oh, this is getting off to a really rough start, and I don't care about any of this. And then during the death scene, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> um, and then a few points after that, but, I mean, it was it was entertaining through the second half, I think. I'll tell you, it was great. They do a... Uh they have penis uh, glasses. They showed those in the beginning when they first get to the bachelorette party. They show it in like a basket, and then later they come back into play. When they showed them in the basket, I was like, those things are fucking awesome. <laughs> they're basically Groucho Marx sunglasses. Yes. They're Groucho Marx glasses, except uh, instead it's of a, a nose, nose, check this out. <laughs> penis. <laughs> uh, it was it's a literal dick nose. Yeah, it was uh, hilarious. Uh Let's, uh, yeah, uh, we have said that Zoe Kravitz looked, I mean, Zoe Kravitz was like the, uh, what was, uh, the Baywatch girl? Kelly Rohrbeck? The, the, she was like the Kelly Rohrbeck of this movie, where it was like... Less of a heavy hitter, but she was... I think that Zoe was, Kravitz... She could trade punches with, uh, Scarlett Johansson in this No, movie. no, she kicked everyone's ass I don't movie. think she, that she kicked, uh, Scarlett Johansson's ass, but I think that she went toe-to-toe with her. In one... She definitely won. It was, if it's if there was a decision, it was a split decision. Oh, get out of here! I think that Zoe Kravitz is in the um, Jared Leto kind of class, where if people didn't know <laughs> what men and women were, and they just happened upon the earth and was like, "What is a good? What is a beautiful person?" It's like that. <laughs> yeah, she is, and that's kind of. I feel like that's kind of the same with her dad. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, oh, I don't know what that is, but I like it. Yes, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, Jared Leto, the Kravitz family. <laughs> we should That should be our, like, Hall of Fame, like, our Mount Rushmore kind of thing. Like, the, like, elite, elite, beautiful people are the people that, if people didn't know what gender was, they would just the be astonished. Jared Leto, uh, Zoe Kravitz, and then Lenny Kravitz's Pierce Penis. Yes. <laughs> on the Mount Rushmore. Right. Yeah. You know, we can actually, we can consolidate to open up another spot. Don't give Lenny Kravitz his own spot. Put his penis on uh, on Jared Leto. <laughs> they're going to say put it on Zoe Kravitz. And I was like, that'd be kind of fucked up. That's their, their family. <laughs> that's, uh, that's terrible. Um, speaking of uh, Big Fat, you know what's getting out of control? You? My weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't planned, but nailed it. Yeah. It's a little oop there. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the, like the saddest alley oop ever. But yeah, uh, I've gained weight, and I'm going to uh, get back to the handlebar a bunch, and pretty soon, hot again. How, Works uh, just like that. How did the weight come back? Uh, drinking. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to... I had to come up with some sort of plan, but uh, it will... It's I'll like limit drinking to the weekends or whatever, but uh, yeah. So before we did the podcast and we were talking about beer earlier, you asked me if it's okay to drink beer in bed. Yes. Did you do that this week? I do that all the time. Really? Uh, I'll in do bed? It. No, I'll do it like if. Uh, so this this is gonna be sad, but whatever. <laughs> this that's what this podcast is. Um, if I'm out on like a weeknight and I get like drunk enough and I want to have like one more beer when I get home and I'll just get home, crack a beer and I'll like turn on the TV for a second and be like, I don't want to watch TV. And then I'll just generally like bring the beer into my room, hang out. One thing leads to another. Suddenly I'm just like, I have like a little mantle next to my bed. I'll just finish the beer in bed and then like brush my teeth. Are you just like not, not doing anything and like drinking a beer in bed? Like that's what you're doing in oh, bed. Oh no, no, no. I'm not like sitting there in silence. I'll like have the TV on or oh, something okay. like that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just it's just weird. Like I know like some people will have like like popcorn in bed or like a snack or like yeah, pretzels or whatever. I don't think that's weird. Yeah. I don't think that's weird. Yeah. I, I honestly like if I caught myself this week though realize so I have a note I have a notepad in my phone that uh I just write down things that happened during the week, things that pop up, pop culture, whatever we might, we might want to talk about in, on brunch. I just write down, and the only note I had this week is, wait, is it okay to drink a beer in bed? I think it is, actually. I think it is. Yeah. I, I, I really think that... That's not like a cry so, for help thing. No. I think that, that like a lot of the things that that you do in like your own company, mm-hmm. and you wonder, like, hey, is this okay? Like, yeah, oh, you're, you got... in your, you're in your own company. Who the f- like? You don't need to fucking worry about what anybody else thinks. If you want to drink a beer in bed and you're by yourself, let your freak flag just fly, fly, man. Drink a beer in bed. Man. Yeah, it's like uh, when Joey cooks naked. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean, like, do whatever you want. 
toast, nothing that spatters. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I think that, like, if... I don't think drinking alone sad. I don't think, like, drinking uh, alone... Oh, no. I, I used to think that drinking alone was sad. Like, I used to, like... If I would come home to, like, a roommate, like, sitting, and, like, he's having a beer by himself, and I'm like, no one else is home. That's so fucking sad. Oh, man. Like, I should get a beer and, like... like, like no, a, no, no, no. That's, like, a young... I feel like that's a young person thing. Right. Like, it's just they beat me to that good idea. <laughs> right, like, because yeah. a couple years later, I was doing that, and then some. Yes. Yeah, like, and I also think that you kind of have to have like the life experience to be like, okay, I understand that. You know, what my first uh, like drinking alone thing was, and this makes you sound like such a fucking tool. I would, at the end of the day or whatever, like I'd get back from a game, I would go home, and I would just like pour myself a glass of whiskey and just like relax with a glass of, a glass of whiskey. Like that's fine. I do that now, but I don't do no. Like I come home and I drink whiskey, but I don't do it in a like. Uh, let me pour a little glass. Yeah, just like kick. Like let me kick off my shoes or whatever. No, like, I just fucking come home and like race towards a bottle of whiskey <laughs> and just like hopefully there's some checks mix in play and I just fucking sit there and drink. That's not like a relaxing thing. That's like a fuck my life thing. Okay, so I'm kind of in the opposite boat. I'm a. I'm like a. I'm a get home. You know what I want to do? I want to watch some. I want to watch some Netflix. I want to get into this TV show. I'm gonna pour myself. I'm gonna pour myself a glass of beer. I'm gonna pour myself a beer, and I'm gonna. Ooh, I'm gonna, I cannot tell you the last time I poured myself a glass of beer. Really? Yeah, no, I know. I do that a lot. Just get um, in, unless it's unless you have like a growler. Uh, I did. I did finish off a growler. You know what's fun to have? A growler. A growler. I, I finished off a growler. Growler. Wow, I have a lot of trouble saying Grow. growler. Uh, I finished off a growler last weekend um, from Aeronaut. Nice, nice. It was a really, really good, uh, really good beer. Um, but yeah, like I, I finished uh, off a growler from Lamplighter, Lamplighter, Lamplight, whatever. It's great. It's in Cambridge. Nice dynamite. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big pour the beer out into a glass kind of guy. I'm a glassware guy. You are, yeah. You know what? I've actually noticed that about you. You are a glassware guy. A glassware guy. Um, I like to just like get home. Watch some Netflix and drink a beer out of a glass and and just enjoy myself and relax. I uh, where I would really get into trouble, um, <laughs> unnecessary drinking wise was um, NHL playoffs when I wasn't covering the NHL playoffs because that would be seriously like not and I'm not being this that fucking Olympian guy thing, but it would be like twelve pack. And whatever garbage I want to eat, and just sit down, start watching the games at fucking seven, and there really the is, Western Conference games would always fucking go into overtime. And this is such a fucking guy thing, I feel like, but there's really nothing better than like when you get when there's like a couple games on TV, just you're fucking like, watching you, the game and drinking some beer. <laughs> yeah, I man. fucking hate that. I like that. <laughs> oh, it's the biggest guy thing in and the same world. Thing with when, but... when we grab, what do we do when we grabbed a beer before the movie? We were talking about, we only talked about sports. We didn't talk about, like, hey, who should we get this week? Like, how's like, your life going? Just like, but so. I so think? I don't even think that's, like, a sports exclusive thing. I think that one of the best things in the world is just, like, having a plan for the night, knowing, like, this is on TV, and this is what we're going to yes. watch. And let's just grab, let's just grab, like, a six-pack, and we're just going to sit down. There's no pressure. Just sit down, and we're just going to crush the six-pack and watch this, whatever we're planning to watch on TV. You know what I did this week? It was a lot of fun. I um, realized that I hadn't seen Better Call Saul yet that week, so I canceled my plans for that night, and I yes. just stayed in and watched Better Call Saul, you actually, and it fucking ruled. You actually said this um, to me this week, and it's a really good point. You know that a TV show is really, really good and like in an elite category when you realize that you didn't watch it when it aired and then you have it on the DVR and yeah. like you cancel plans to fucking yeah, watch it. Yeah, it's like the next like, thing I'm going to do is watch that. makes your fucking day to know that you have it on your DVR and you have to watch it. And that was Better Call Saul and it's... Better Call Saul is so fucking good now. It really is. Well, what do you mean now? It's been that. I, I was, it's, I think it's because of how this season started. The first episode I didn't like, and I was like, oh, fuck, is this a bad show? We've had this, we've had this discussion. Like, I think they, that they almost went, they almost spent too much time on Jimmy and Chuck. Um, but I think that they moved on at the very perfect point. 
and I, it's always been good to me. I've always been thoroughly entertained. Like it's as good a show as it could be, given the topics. Yeah, and given the uh, like the the material that they have, and like they make the most mundane situations. It's crazy how that hasn't gotten old yet, and it, it's so telegraphed that you know it's like ah, oh, here we go. This is a scene where it's like, what's he doing? What's right. he up to? The scene with the shoes this week. Yeah, awesome. It's fucking. It's it's always so so good, even when it's when it's covering the most mundane topics and like you know you know that like jimmy and kim aren't gonna work out right you know that that relationship is gonna deteriorate at some point you know that nacho's not gonna be successful yeah right you know that like you know that these characters aren't for the long haul and yet you're so invested in them and you know that it's gonna be heartbreaking but you can't look away i'm going to be heartbroken when nacho goes because you know that he's going to die. Yeah, like, right. This ends in him dying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, we talk about him three times an episode, but he is such a good character. So well acted. That guy, I feel like he's a friend of the podcast, even though the one time we tried to book him, he was on vacation. So he Ooh, couldn't do it. Good for him. He deserves yeah. that vacation. It though. was. A, it's weird to try to book somebody and have them say that they're on vacation. Because the, the, the no is always uh, they're working. Right. Or uh, Kevin, Kevin can't do this, <laughs> right? How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about Kim? Uh, in what happened to her this, this week? This was a big episode for Kim, but like just in general, I think that Kim Wexler is a to call her a glue character would be a disservice because it makes it seem like her character, just her presence, serves some sort of purpose. I think that Kim Wexler is an integral part of the show. I think that she's awesome. She's very, A-. very good. Uh, A minus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's. I feel like that's a fair rating. Yeah. You know who is like the least interesting character in the show right now? Uh, nah. Let me think. Uh, not Jimmy. No. Nope. Not. Uh, not Nacho. No. Oh, Mike. Not. No, Mike's always not interesting. Mike. Mike's always interesting. Um. Oh, the fucking the bozo that the 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 HHM guy. No, he's pretty interesting too. Who? What? Chuck. Chuck's never. Gus Fring. Oh yeah, I didn't. That, that didn't move the needle for me when no, they brought him in. No. I think that everyone, when they were teasing that he was come back, people were like, Gus "Holy is coming shit!" Back. Yeah, and it's like we've this? already seen the craziest shit that Gus is gonna <laughs> right. do. Like you guys saw Breaking Bad, right? Right. It's like the the most. In, there's there really like can't be anything interesting about Gus. I feel like, and I feel like, I mean, this is gonna get proven wrong because Vince Gilligan's amazing, right? And obviously, there's more Gus Fring coming, but. We've already seen the most interesting part of Gus, Gus Fring. It's yeah. him turning from the very unassuming character that he is right now right. and re- really carried over into being into Breaking Bad yeah. until he turned. Yeah. Like, none of none of the original Gus from Breaking Bad is all that interesting. Right. Um, I do like that uh, his, his goons are in the show. We've seen Tyrese, haven't we? Tyrese? Is that his name? Tyrese... And, uh, no, uh, Tyrus, right? Tyrus sure. and, uh, Victor. Victor. Victor I, meets Victor, a, yeah. uh, an unhappy fate oh, yeah. in Breaking Bad. Uh, box cutter, as they say. <laughs> uh, speaking of spoilers, huge, huge shouts, huge tip of the cap, huge tip of the Brunches America cap to, uh, one of our listeners, don't know, can't find the tweet. We said something that spoiled something that he was watching. So he tweeted at us, knowing that we were watching House of Cards, and hit us with just just such a specific spoiler that just fucking ruined the season. And I saw that tweet, and I was just so fucking happy that this fucking game exists. <laughs> like It's such a dicey game to play, but I love this ex- that this exists. That people are like, you know what? You fucked me. I'm going to fuck you. Yeah, so I don't love that this game exists. Like, I don't want it to keep going on and on. But oh, I do. Like, I'm gonna get that fucker back too. Like, I just don't know how yet. Uh, I do like the the balls on that guy to just like, you know what? These dudes spoiled something for me. I'm gonna hit him back, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna fucking give him a little minor little spoiler. Oh, right. I'm gonna hit him right in the fucking dick with a sledgehammer <laughs> yeah. that ruins this entire season of a TV show that like they kind of care about. Yeah, like, that is sort of important to them. And like he 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 did not mince words. He just said <laughs> this person does this thing to this person uh, this with, way with this with this form. 
and he stuck it right in our face, and like we, I, I had no choice but to respect it. What I respect more about it is I know that guy still loves us. Oh, absolutely. That's like, not like a, he's mad at us or whatever. He's like, this is how it's going to be. I feel like he did it because is... he knew that we would, we would in, kind of enjoy it and be like, wow, good move I by that, that guy. I think this is the Bruntouchables version of Locker Room Talk. Yeah. Where, like, a part of my take has fucking grown men running around the, the world. Pissing their pants. Pissing their pants and screaming, like, suck my dick at people. Which, by the way, uh, I think that, I think the Locker Room Talk, uh, the part of my take does, is fucking brilliant. Uh, I think that there are few funnier things that you can say than suck my dick. So I think I, like, right I'm, situation. I'm so glad that that's what they chose to be their locker room talk. That like you walk into a bar and you see the two guys are wearing a pardon, pardon my take shirts. So they're like, hey, man, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fucking hilarious. So, yeah, shouts to those guys. Um, we have uh, songs that we're adding. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I do. Um, we, did we talk about the new Moose single? Uh, we, we skipped over it. Kind of. I I heard it. Sent out a tweet saying like not her best, and kind of moved on with my life. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I was in that same place, and I didn't really think twice about it. But I stumbled upon the the remix to yeah. that single this week, and it's an official remix on Apple Music. Uh, and I checked it out. I listened to the remix without the the, the, uh, the original the single version was forgettable. Way far by yeah. far back in my mind. Listen listen to the remix. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little uh, Christina Aguilera "What a Girl Wants" situation with the song "What a Girl Wants" by Christina Aguilera. Boring as shit. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? Wait, was it "What a Girl Wants" or was it "Come on Over"? Hold on, I got to think about this. It was. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm not doing a quick quick. I'm gonna say it was uh, "Come on Over." Okay. It was like the the album cut was kind of boring, and they were like, you know what? Let's spice this up. Do a little radio edit. Yes, right. And uh, it's and it, like different song, great song. So the remix to this song is it makes it a little bit bigger, and the bigger a Moo song is, the better it is Always. because she we've called I've called her an anthem singer many yeah. times in the past. That's exactly what she is. The bigger the song that she does, like she fucking kills it. Yeah. So I'm putting the remix uh, called "Nights with You." Uh, that's going on the list. I'm also adding another story by The Head and the Heart. It's a really good song. Interesting. You the Head and the Heart guy? I uh, I was. I'm less of one now. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like The Head and the Heart. Um, their first couple albums were. Mwah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. They've fallen off a little bit, but uh, another story is a really really good song. Um, and I'm going to Vegas on Monday. Super so exciting. Can you guess the artist that I'm going to add? It's going to be Imagine Dragons. No. The Are they Killers? Vegas? Yeah, the Killers. But is Imagine Dragons from Vegas? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, no, I'm going to add All These Things That I've Done by The Killers. That is a great song. It that is. breakdown, man. That's a really, Just, really good song. That is... The Killers like to uh, suck their own dicks. Oh, God. Brandon Flowers has <laughs> yeah. sucked a lot of dick in his life. And, and most it is 100% Brandon Flowers' dick. Yeah. Uh, they love to suck their own dicks. Um, but The Killers, to be honest with you, got a solid discography. Oh, no. The Killers are fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so, the, like the only problem is like they suck their own Brandon dicks. Flowers sucks his own dick <laughs> yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> um do you know the song uh, by Brandon Flowers, uh, Can't Deny My Love? I don't think so. So he released uh, a solo album called, uh, it's not, fuck, it's, it's not Strange Desire because that's, uh, that's Bleachers, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was produced by Ariel Rekscheid. Oh boy. Ever heard of him? Mr. And, Daniel Heim. Oh yeah, and... The song Can't Deny My Love features a little lady who Ariel might know a little bit from <laughs> the sex. From, <laughs> from the sex. And it is fucking awesome. Okay. I actually, you know what? Fuck. You gonna add that song? Yeah, poor Buster yeah, Rhymes is gonna get uh, pushed off this. Uh, it was the song I was gonna pick by Buster Rhymes was Get Out. So well, now that song, can unfortunately get the fuck out. for Buster Rhymes, a little weekend getaway. Get away from me forever. <laughs> uh, I'm going to add uh, Can't Deny My Love by Brandon Flowers featuring Danielle Heim. It's a great song. Uh, 
This past week, or last week, I Missed Thundercat was on um, The Tonight Show, and he did my favorite song from his album Drunk, which is called Show You The Way, and it features Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins, (laughs) and it is just as smooth as that sounds. (laughs) Thundercat, Kenny Loggins, and Michael McDonald just getting after it, and the song is so fucking great. Uh, There's a quality of it that is... That the Ween lover in me likes. Ween has a song called Take Me Away. And uh, for some reason, Gene Ween sings it like a. Uh, wait. Li- like the, Elvis. Wait, is the lead singer of Ween, is, his name is Gene Ween? Gene and Dean Ween. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not their real names. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And they. Uh, and they're very big into their names, so they'll just like reference each other in the like some of the lyrics will like the singer will like reference like they have a song called "What Deaner Was Talking About." I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, Francis. Yeah, right. Exactly. Very much like that. So, um, also on the side note on Ween, uh, they did on so this past weekend was Pride. Yeah, I went to the two Ween shows and the second Ween show. I think this is not a coincidence. Ween has a lot of just gay songs. Yeah, Mr. Richard Smoker. They did. And <laughs> You're a poopy poker. <laughs> they played all of their gay songs. They did. That's uh, awesome. They, like, the, the third song they played was Boys Club. Oh, nice. Which uh, is, isn't a particularly in-demand song. <laughs> <laughs> they did Boys Club. It is on this podcast. Yeah, they did Boys Club. They did Mr. Richard Smoker. And they have a song called uh, Homo Rainbow. <laughs> and... It's and the the lyrics are there's many colors in the homo rainbow. Don't be afraid to let your colors shine. And like it's not like it's it's not like mocking gay people. It's not like putting anybody needed. down, right? Yeah, it's just like it's hey, just like gay. celebrate. Yeah, it's it's saying like you know what, be gay. And they did all these songs, and it dawned on me after it dawned on me during homo rainbow because that was uh, mm-hmm. one of their encores, and I was like. You know what? They they were just like, you know what? We're going to play all our gay songs for Pride. So that was really cool. So anyway, uh, so Ween has a song called Take Me Away. And uh, it's, a studio, it's a studio recording that the singer treats as like, uh, like, a, like he's like a bar band or something. Yeah. So uh, the verse goes, take me away to some other land. Thank you. <laughs> and, That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So the fuck is wrong with this band? It's <laughs> so fucking good, and uh, yeah, and like live, it's a great song because like he'll do it. He'll be like, "Thank you, people," and like it gets a huge <laughs> rise. And then like in subsequent verses, he'll do like a "What you got?" And, like it's it's awesome. So uh, so this Thundercat song reminds me of that because Thundercat uh, introduces everybody as the song's going on. So he sings the first verse, and it starts with "It's your boy." Thundercat, and then he starts singing, and he does like a "Tell him how you feel, Kenny," and then he's got a "Ladies and gentlemen, Michael McDonald," <laughs> and it's it actually sets it up really great because when he says like "It's your boy Thundercat," you're like, "I fucking love Thundercat, that's awesome," yeah. and then when he introduces Kenny Loggins, you're like that you guy's a Kenny legend, Loggins. yeah, holy shit, and then Michael McDonald just puts it over the top. So uh, they performed that on the Tonight Show, Jesus. and it was fuck, it was great, of course, and. Thundercat just fucking ripped this crazy bass solo. So uh, I want everyone to know that song. So uh, Thundercat, Michael McDonald, Kenny Loggins, Show You The Way. That's the second song I'm putting on there. And then um, you uh, were playing some Tyler the Creator before the show, and it reminded me that Tyler the Creator has my second favorite rap line ever, which is uh, I'm louder than DJ Khaled playing the fucking quiet game. I think that's a (laughs) great line. Such a fucking good line. I don't know what the fuck that means. You don't? No. No, no, I'm sorry. Fuck. I'm harder than... I fucked that up. We've been drinking, you see. Um, I'm harder than DJ Khaled playing the fucking quiet game. Meaning, like, DJ Khaled's having a difficult time playing the quiet game. Like, that dude never shuts up. (laughs) That guy's always yelling. (laughs) I think it's such a fucking good line. He rhymes with fire flames. He's like, fire flames, I'm harder than DJ Khaled playing the fucking quiet game. So that's my second. That reminds me of great rap lyrics. And uh, so I'm going with a different song called Ooh (laughs) by De La Soul featuring Redman because my favorite rap lyric ever is It ain't my fault, yes, is on the asphalt. Yeah, you've you've told me that before. That's a good. That's a fucking that's a good rap lyric. That's a, that's a bar. There was a line from Better Call Saul this week, and it was Jimmy in the back seat, 
Uh, oh no, that wasn't Better Call Saul. It was Fargo. Never mind. It was like a, a really. How are you like, doing with Fargo? By the way, you've been uh, uh, been having a rough time on Fargo. Yeah, I'm not sold on Fargo this season. Like I, there was a point in time where, uh, like halfway through the season, I just ex- through the first half I expected it to get good because mm. it's been good. Season one and two were amazing. Uh, season three started off I wasn't crazy about it, but I was like, it'll get there. And like halfway through, I was like, it better get there because I'm not really enjoying yeah. it that much right now. Um, and it hasn't really got there for me. I thought this past episode was really good. But like you said, uh, you know a show is really like in, a, in an elite category and it's really great when you realize that it's on your DVR and you're like, holy fuck, I need to watch this. Um, I feel like the opposite is also true. It's like you know a show is bad when you kind of forget when you're about it. it there. Yeah. I went to go watch Fargo and catch up on last week's episode this week. And I went and I realized that I I was like two episodes behind. And I was oh, like, fuck. That sucks. I didn't even realize that. So that means that like I'm really not interested in Fargo this season. Yeah. That well, that's what got me into Better Call Saul this year. I'd watched the first episode and I was like, eh, whatever. And then I was like, I'm uh I'm I'm one behind. Let me go let me watch this second episode. And then I was like, fuck, I'm three behind. So I just watched three episodes in one night, and I was like, "This is fucking awesome!" And right. one of those episodes so, yeah. was the one with the uh, the gun and the coke in the shoe. Coke he puts the a shoe? coke in the shoe, uh, strings oh, it up on yeah, that. Yeah, 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 right, it, right, right. Just classic Vince Gilligan. What's awesome. he up to? Right. Scene. So that that fucking that scene yeah. was. I feel like that was probably the best scene of this entire se- entire season. Uh, I, I feel like it can't get better than and that. Even because, some like, of those miss, like the the one when he's uh, disassembling the car, right? And yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, disassembling it, a car. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I feel like some of those scenes, like that car scene, is kind of necessary for a scene like the shoe scene to really work as well as it did because you're like, all right, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. And then it comes all together, and you're like, how the fuck? How the fuck do you think of that? And like, why didn't I see that coming? Yeah. It's it's just like you have at that point in a scene like that you have to concede that the person who made it is so much fucking smarter than you and so much better than like you'll ever be at anything. Yeah. And you're just like, all right, Vince Gilligan's a genius. Good that's job. A, yeah, that's a great idea to watch the sh- to watch those scenes and have to pause it in the middle of it and then and, like guess where it's gonna go. Yeah. And like, guess what the point of that scene is. Yeah. It's but like a thing like that with with Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad as well. It's like. You don't know halfway through the scene. No, that's like that's the point. Like, like it's the, literally the disassembling right the at ca- the end. Like, you can pause halfway through the 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 car scene, yeah. the disassemb- disassembling the car scene, and like try to predict where it goes, and it doesn't go anywhere. Right. You pause halfway through like the desert scene with the shoe and the coke. It could not. It could go nowhere. Right. And then, like when it does, you're like, "Oh, fuck!" Right. That's what I'm it's saying. Like that, like payoff. the car scene is is necessary for for you to like really appreciate the desert scene. Yes, totally agree. Um, Silicon Valley news uh, looks like maybe uh, Haley Joel Osment won't be a main character. I try to fucking tell you, man. I know. I'm just so scared. I, of that I don't happening. know. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're just terrified. But I don't know why you got so hung up on the idea that Haley Joel Osment was going to replace. Ehrlich. because like, it just never seemed that way to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that you were right because that guy sucks. Be, that that was poorly received this week. I threw that out there, by the way. Like, please don't let that People. happen. So like, Jeff must, was mad. He must have been in something that like we missed. He must have done a comedy bang bang because <laughs> people were. That's not good either. No, no. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I tried to watch comedy bang. I had to li- try to listen to comedy bang bang, and I was like, eh, right, it's not this. good. This yeah, right, yeah. brunch is uh, better. <laughs> Um, but I will say, in Haley Joel Osment's, to his credit, I kind of enjoyed him in the last Silicon Valley episode. I thought that he was so over the top that it was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. Well, I liked I liked his candor when he was like, you think I'm a bullshit artist? Totally am. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, I, I thought that, like, his character brought something to the table in the last episode, which he didn't do in the, the one previous. He and Action Jack standing back to back was like... So, you know what? Ugh. But you know what? I've kind of come around on Action Jack. Really? Yeah. Like he, he, he actually did something in a recent episode that made me think like is he that bad? But I'm like just in general, he's better he's better in what he's doing now. When he's actually involved with those guys, it's Right. Like, so like he makes their storylines bad. But so I think the 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 big 
the big factor is that like you want the leader of Huli to fail, right? And so like also at, and you them know naming that... him CEO, most unrealistic <laughs> yeah, thing ever. What the fuck? What's your experience? Was... I've been CEO of a company that failed and fired me, right? Cool. And but I mean like he was the CEO of something before that or right. or whatever. But like he was also at Huli for a week or two right and it got stuffed in the basement and then they're like oh we'll make you see you got that job that. by taking a plane ride with gavin and they were like we're firing gavin that you and were on that plane <laughs> we're firing gavin and he hates you the most so right. we're gonna give you the job not a bad not a bad play actually <laughs> uh so i think that like what works for jack is that you want huli to fail and you want huli to do the most ridiculous shit in the world yeah. so that like we know that Action Jack is a fucking idiot. Yeah. So it's kind of funny when he's leading Huli. One thing they brought back they haven't done since the first episode, um, and I'm I kind of wish that they'd done it more. Was the um, the fawning over what a brilliant man Gavin is? Because that never happened. Like what from episode two on, they were just like, "Fuck, this Gavin's guy. an idiot," yeah. right? And they just made Gavin look so dumb. And he was an idiot, right? Like they, but they the first really episode, did, the they first really episode, did transition. Like they didn't do a transition. It was yeah. a snap of a finger that he was like a genius, and then he was an automatic. I think an they idiot. just changed their mind about what they were doing <laughs> right. with that character. It's like in the first episode of Entourage when Ari's talking about like who he's fucking, and then later as the show goes on. They're like, oh, Ari's a family guy, and he's never cheated on his wife before. And it's like, you're just going to have to forget about that first episode <laughs> when he's talking about cheating on his wife. Um, but yeah, the first episode it's is all about, like, remember when they're like, have you spoken to Gavin before? It's wonderful. Right. You know? Yeah. And then they just make him look like a dumbass. But this past episode, they show uh, <laughs> Jack and Hoover <laughs> watching old speeches of Gavin's. And it's just Gavin speaking normally, and they're like, fuck. He's incredible. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I also thought that it was like I thought the the big part of that humor was that like the tech world it's just like a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> and so like anybody who <laughs> can, can speak put a te- intelligently in a public forum, they're like, oh, "Oh, you're a god." Yeah. I thought that was kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um this has been uh part 1, by the way. Of a two-part episode. We're doing the second part of this episode in five weeks once Girls Trip comes out. Talk to you then.